Walker can tip it. Bryant with the save. Oh, you got to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Welcome back to the Rec Center Podcast. My name's Samir, joined by my co-host, Johnny, as always. What's up, Johnny? What's up, guys? How's it going, man? How's it going? Good, bro. Just, uh, you know, getting busy with life, right? <laughs> yeah. But, so uh, we've, been, uh, we've been on a little hiatus here. Yeah, we have been. Uh, definitely, you know, both of our both of our uh, actual jobs are picking up a lot, eh? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, contrary to pop- popular belief, we don't make money off this podcast. So, <laughs> you know, we have other things that we need to do <laughs> in order yeah. to supplement the income so we can bring this show to you guys. But, you know, we're here for episode 13. Let's um, go. You know, excited to be back in our favorite sport, the NBA. Let's go. Yeah, so we have a, a couple things to discuss today. Uh, where do you want to get started, Johnny? Let's start out with... The eighth ranked Raptors in the East. Did you ever think this was gonna happen, man? Yeah. Um I did think it was gonna happen. Like I didn't think they were gonna play this well. Like they've played better than I thought they were going to. Yeah. But um I did think when everything shaked out, uh sorry, when everything was kinda said and done, I did think that they would end up being like, you know, an eight maybe a seven seed, but Mm -hmm. I can still see them missing the playoffs altogether, right? Like it only Mm -hmm. takes, I think the Hawks are severely, you know, down in the rankings right now. They're, they're sitting at 11th. And, um, to me, they look like a more legit team than the Raptors do on Mm -hmm. most nights. Mm -hmm. Uh, also down there is a heat, which you can never count out at number 10. Right. So, so there's still these teams, and then I mean, there's also teams above us that look kind of fraudulent as well, right? The Knicks, yep. the Knicks are playing way above what their expectation is. So, yep. um, you know, when does that come down? The Hornets, the Hornets, I actually like their squad, so I'm not surprised yep. that they're ahead of us. Everybody else ahead of us, I kind of expected to be ahead of us. Maybe yep. the Pacers were a little bit of a surprise, but Dante Sabonis is just so good. So, yeah, I still think there's time for us to kind of lose. Um, kind of lose that eight spot for sure uh but yeah up until this point man i've been uh pleasantly surprised with what the raptors are doing yeah man i think the only team like behind the raptors i'm really worried about in terms of making a run is the heat um other than that man like i see the raptors finishing anywhere from five to eight in the east um but I don't think I don't think they get anywhere past that. But when you look at when you look at the standings, man, they're only a game and a half behind the Celtics in fourth, right? So it's really it's like there's yeah. not much there's not much separation between these teams. So um, it's gonna be interesting. Even if you go the other way, like the Hawks are only a game behind and they're sitting in eleventh. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. Let's see if. Let's see if these guys can pull it together. And I know they've got a couple of injuries, like OG is still out you know, with yeah. the calf and stuff. But um, 
Yeah, like like you said, man, the Hornets, LaMelo Ball is looking really, really, really good. good. Really good. And yeah. he's definitely, like in terms of Rookie of the Year, I think he, he would probably be number one on that list. Uh, even in the last game, they lost against the Spurs, but man, he put up a double-double a with 17 points, 12 rebounds. Eight assists, man. Like, this kid's playing really well. And without him, like, they're not in the playoffs. Yeah, right? for sure. For sure. So, like, I'm not giving him my MVP vote. But, like, you know, he's <laughs> a very valuable um, contributor to this team, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the only other guy that I really put up there that I think uh, really has a huge rookie impact on his team so far is James Wiseman. Yep. I think he's been killing it out there in Golden State. And, you know, both these guys kind of filled a, filled a need for their team. Like, mm-hmm. Charlotte really needs somebody who was going to be uh, an aggressive pass-first pass kind of point guard, right? So, um, LaMelo has definitely, like, taken that role and really run with it. And then... Yep. Um, you know, James Wiseman, I mean, it's no secret that Golden State's needed a center forever, right? Like, yep. I don't even remember the last time they had a proper center. So Yeah, it's been Draymond Green for the most part. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's not a true center though, yeah, right? Like not, I yeah. I don't remember that squad really having a true true center. Maybe like Bogut was probably the last one. Or JaVale really McGee. Had, right? Uh yeah, yeah but McGee. I mean Zaza. Like, like I mean like actual like People who can really contribute, right? Like, yeah. JaVale McGee was in there to kind of plug the holes and yeah, and yeah, make no, sure they sure. don't leak. But, you know, James Wiseman can actually make an impact on games, yeah, right? So He's injured too, man. He is injured right now, which uh, is unfortunate because I think that's the reason that he's second on my list as well. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, he's, if he's healthy and still doing what he started this season doing, then I think uh, he runs away with the rookie of the year, especially with the way that you know, Golden State has also kind of um, exceeded expectations to this point, right? Not having Clay, not having, um, not having a, a full squad over there, and kind of having, uh, you know, what looked like a bad combination with Wiggins and and Ubre. So they've kind of exceeded expectations as well. And Curry's obviously playing phenomenally. So, yeah, um, yeah I think he had a. I think he has a good chance if he comes back soon. But yeah, it's exciting, man. These guys are really, really good. Yeah, I didn't. I don't see like Anthony Edwards was like the first overall. Yeah, I don't really see it, man. Like he's not. I mean, he. I just feel like he doesn't have the same impact as some of these other guys like Wiseman and Ball. Um, I kind of expected more from Edwards, especially when he's on a team like Minnesota that wasn't really good throughout the last uh, few years. Um. Mm-hmm. But he was really highly touted, man. And I honestly, I didn't watch too much, uh, uh, like college ball, and I didn't watch yeah. too much of his game back then. But like, I just don't see what the Timberwolves. Tim, I can't, I can't, I can't say that. I can't say that. Timber, Timberwolves. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Timberwolves. I, I, yeah, I just, I don't see what <laughs> they saw in him. Um, I think it's really about opportunity, man. Like, yeah. you know, he's kind of out of the... Like, I think that was the top three picks, right? Him, Wiseman, yeah. and, and LaMelo, right? Yeah. So, I think out of those three, he's had the least opportunity. You know, because mm-hmm. he is... 
Because, like, I mean, he's playing on a squad with Cat and um, D'Angelo Russell, I believe, is still there. Yeah. So, you know, so like, third option. So, he's really not, yeah, he's really a third option, right? LaMelo walks yeah. into a squad. Yeah, you do have a Gordon Hayward um, and you do have, uh, like, a Terry Rozier and stuff. But, you know, they're really looking for an identity and somebody new to kind of band around, right? So, yeah. LaMelo walks into that. And, like, we spoke about with uh Wiseman you know there was already that hole there in Golden State so I think up until this point it's been about opportunity and like you know the other thing I think is um severely underrated with some of these rookies is playing against you know other professionals like LaMelo went over to um Europe and played for a couple seasons right so I think I think that's really prepared him well for the NBA and I think I think it's actually a, a a route that more you know prospects should consider. Like I think it makes you so much more game ready. You understand how to become a professional, and you don't have to learn that part of it in the NBA, right? So, mm-hmm. and not to mention that the NCAA can't basically get your labor for free, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, that was obviously a huge proponent as to why he went to Europe in the yeah. first place, right? And Ben Simmons did the same thing as well. I don't know if you remember, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. Ben yeah. Simmons did the same thing as well. And um, yeah, I just think it's a good route for some of these guys to go. And like, you know, it will definitely make it a lot more interesting because the rookies would come in with some real knowledge of the yep. game, right? Like some real pro level knowledge. So I think that would be really interesting going forward. But yeah, I just think I think with Anthony Edwards, it's really been about opportunity and like cats out for an extended period of time now, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might start to get more opportunity, and that might change as um, you know, the season progresses. But yeah. up until this point, I think it's just been about opportunity, and for the most part, when he has, like, he has had you know flashes of being a really good player, you know, has had some highlight moments and you know some big plays. So it's in him. I just I don't think we're getting to see it yet because he's not shouldering that responsibility. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned. Uh, you mentioned how Golden State is kind of exceeding expectations with Clay out, and now uh, they've got Wiseman out too. Yeah. Man, Steph Curry's been on a tear, man. Man. <laughs> this guy Super is tear. just... He's, he's just another another level, man. It, his range, I mean, it's insane. He's, he's averaging nearly 30 points a game, almost six assists. He's shooting yeah. like ridiculous almost 43 percent from three-point range it's insane man like i think steph needs to get some serious consideration like i have a couple of guys who i would seriously give consideration to for mvp and Mm. before any of like the obvious names like lebron uh (laughs) mb like those kinds of guys i'm thinking yo honestly i'm putting curry uh ahead of those guys in my eyes because like the, he's got a team that has no business being in a playoff position, and that too in the West, and he's got him in the eighth spot right now. So mm-hmm. um, it's crazy, man. This guy's on another level right now, and I can't even like if Clay was playing right now, this is a, probably a top four squad in the West. Yeah, maybe. Right? Uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's so hard with the West, right? Because you go up against killers almost every night, right? Like. It's just so hard to say that, but um, definitely it definitely would help them, right? And if they're eight right yeah. now, then they can definitely go to six, five, uh, even potentially four, right? So yeah, 
um it's definitely in the cards for sure um yeah. you know they could even go higher right like if if some of these other teams slip up then they could go all the way to the top right like the jazz are yeah. at the top right now so like yeah. the west is just so overloaded with talent in different different squads right like yeah. one through six is really hard to kind of like set in on order it's all it's all always going to be fluid based on situations and and outcomes of every game right so yeah i think um steph curry should definitely get some credence in the mvp vote this year like to this to to this point he has actually played really really well i mean definitely started off the season kind of slow yeah and um part of that is also learning new teammates and trying to figure out all that right so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but i mean for me personally like when i look around the league i guess it's him i would i would sneakily put bradley beal in the discussion cuz i think he's had an yeah. amazing season but i mean with the way his team is playing like it's yeah. it's hard to it's give it tough, to him right yeah. so i mean sneakily i would put him in there then you obviously you have the um the incumbents of like you know giannis and you know kd i think is up there cuz kd's go, having go, list them top 5 top 5 right now yeah uh okay so i would say steph Embiid, giannis um who else would i put in there luca yep and the last one's kind of a kd kd i forgot to put kd in there right yeah so kd that rounds out my top five how about you man no no particular order there just like the five players that i think are in the conversation right now the disrespect Damian Lillard <laughs> gets in this game, right? Uh, Damian Lillard's got the Blazers at the five spot, man. Like for me, it. I think for me, number one. Like I have to give Damian Lillard credit there, okay? Because he's got a Blazers team, um, that McCollum's been in and out of the lineup, and he's got him in the five spot. A game, mm-hmm. a game behind um, the Suns for the fourth spot. So I gotta give Damian Lillard some love there. For yeah. Me second, I'm going. I'm going like a little, I guess the untraditional route, the non-traditional route. Yeah. I'm gonna go the second. I would go with Steph because because of everything they're dealing with, and yeah. he's got them in a playoff position as well. And then, and then I'm going your Embiid, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna probably go LeBron after that. Um, and number five, I just can't give it to I can't give it to KD, man. Not because I'm a KD hater, but like I just can't give it to KD because like he's got so much around him, right? So it doesn't take that, away from the fact that he's averaging like the best numbers of his career. Yeah. And no. and he's coming off a Achilles injury and his squad is doing well, right? Like I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, that's personally for me like I get what you're saying, but yeah. personally for me that's why I have to give it to him cuz like you know, on paper we're seeing the best version of KD up until this point, which we talked mm-hmm. about last time as well that we were in the NBA, but mm-hmm. um you know, on paper we're kind of seeing the best Kevin Durant there is mm-hmm. um in his NBA career and we're seeing thing. him like, win is so. that 
Yeah, but is that like most valuable to his team, right? Like, I think so. If we if we if we take Durant off the Nets, where are they in the East? Like they're still a solid squad, right? I don't know, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> that that screams implosion, man. No, I still think I still think they're uh they're like a top 6 seed in in the East, easy. Um so that's why I kind of have a tough time giving it to Durant. Another mm-hmm. like I guess underdog in the MVP fight you can look at is a guy like Devin Booker, right? Yeah. He's got he's got like the Phoenix Suns in the four spot with Chris Paul as the point guard and stuff. So that's all, man. Like I just feel like we the NBA MVP always goes to like the one of the bigger names in the league and where it doesn't actually measure the value of the player on that team. The way I like to look at it is like, where is that team without that specific player on it? Like without Steph, the Warriors are nowhere near the playoffs. So I think, yeah, go on, go on. Yeah. Like without uh, Damian Lillard, the Blazers are not in the five spot in the West. Mm -hmm, Right. So that's, that's, that's the way I'd like to look at the MVP uh, conversation. But yeah, I understand that logic, but yeah. When you talk about the most valuable player in the NBA, I think you have to take team out of it, you know, or it has to be a very small portion of the discussion because, you know, essentially what you're asking yourself with that question or with that award, right? Cuz the award is inherently um an independent achievement, right? Like the because Giannis won the MVP last year doesn't mean that Milwaukee won the MVP. It means that, um, you know, Milwaukee has the MVP on their team. But, you know, what, what that award was really saying was that Giannis is the most valuable player in the league. Yeah. Right? Right? So, for me, when I think about when I think about the MVP, I think about the players that I would take on a team before anybody else. You see what I'm saying? Like, not what they're doing for their squad, but more so, like, well, obviously you look at their their performance, but I yeah. would I would look at it in a sense of, you know, who would I take in the NBA right now to, like, you know, over everybody else? If I had a new draft and I'm having, mm-hmm. I have number one pick, who's mm-hmm. my number one, right? Because I think yeah. that's how you measure the value of a player. So, that being said, um, you know, if I'm if I'm looking at this season as kind of the only measure, I would, I would say that the, the five I picked, um, you know, kind of in no particular order, but those would be the guys that I would be kind of shortlisting to, to pick as my most valuable player, because I think no matter the circumstance around them, they've, you know, they've shown, um, that they can kind of be for me, the most valuable player. I think, um, Definitely, like, what you can do for your squad really makes a difference. But, you know, the reason Damian Lillard gets disrespected is because they're, like, Steph Curry is, uh, in essence, a better version of Damian Lillard. You know, he's a more... That's a hot take, man. You know, well, like, I mean, (laughs) at least offensively. Offensively, he's a better version, I think. That's a hot take. Um, Defensively, it's, you know, it's, like, Curry doesn't... Curry doesn't yeah. play defense, so like, yeah. you know, and that's why personally, I I don't like to to give Curry 
MVPs mm-hmm. because I think you need to be a two-way player. But in the league today, the way it is, like offense is like 75% of the game, right? So um, you don't that's need why a I give defense it when you can pull up from half, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, clutch spots, obviously Dame. But like if you're picking yeah. somebody to really start a team around, I think Curry goes before Dame in that discussion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also think that KD, Luka, Embiid, and Giannis go before Curry, right? Like, Does I that, think you can get yeah. better point guards. And I think that's part of the problem with the MVP is that there's five different positions, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to think about how each position is valued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right? It's, yeah, there's a and lot like, to it. And, for, like, for me, I would want an agile big man over a guard first. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can get an elite big man, like a KD, a Giannis, an Embiid, if I can get one a of LeBron. those three, I don't think he's up there anymore. Like, oh, I don't, okay. like, like, I don't think, no, Yo, that's not even disrespect. No, no, that's not even disrespect, to be honest. I just don't <laughs> think, I just don't think that, you know, I don't, I'm not picking a 36-year-old LeBron over a healthy KD, a healthy Giannis, or a healthy Embiid at this point. I might. You know, that's because you're a LeBron stan, and I would pick, <laughs> I would pick a one Achilles, a Kobe Bryant over those guys, right? Like, you know, like it yeah. is, it's a bias, right? But if yeah. you really think about it, um, you know, you're not picking that guy. Obviously, like when it comes to media and like, you know, all these like narratives and stuff, that stuff gets thrown into the conversation, right? But mm. personally, I'm not picking one of those guys. I'm not picking LeBron over one of those guys, but. You know, he's definitely in the top 10, uh, maybe top seven, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of my race. But but yeah, that's kind of how I see the MVP and how it should be kind of decided. Yeah, I, I like your point about how like different positions should be valued differently because like a big man might be valued slightly more just because of the impact he can have on the, he can have on the game. Exactly. Um, they're usually. A, OK, this is, again, a blanket statement. They're usually a better defender. They're usually better at grabbing rebounds, right? Yeah. Uh, a guy like Jokic can see the floor so well. He he can rack up the assists as well. Oh, man. That's um, a guy I forgot. That's another yeah. sneaky one. But, man, like, yeah. Jokic that's has another been playing really one. well, man. He's been playing really well. But, like, the Nuggets, they're in the seventh spot in the in the West, right? So that's kind of why I shied away from Jokic. Like, Fair. he's been having an unbelievable year, right? But, like, how much... How much has he helped his team in terms of positioning in the standings, right? So, I mean, again, yeah. it's still early, right? Yeah, for it sure. It could go. And they, they did lose a big, like, they lost Jeremy Grant this uh, offseason. Yeah. And Jeremy Grant was a key contributor to that team um, that gave the Clippers so many problems. So yeah, for they sure. did lose Jeremy Grant. But, yeah, I just didn't. I saw him in the seventh spot, and I was kind of surprised by that. But, uh, yeah, man. Like, even, like, personally, man, like, Damian Lillard and Curry, like, would, would, would the conversation about Damian Lillard be different if he had a ring, right? Probably. Probably, right? I just Probably. feel like he's just, he's one of those guys that says he's going to stick to one city and he wants to win a chip there. And... Honestly, I don't see him winning a chip in Portland. Like, unless they pull off a trade like the Raptors did to get Kawhi or something, I don't see yeah. a, a big name free agent going there. And Lillard needs a big name free agent. CJ McCollum's great. 
But I feel like on a championship level team, he might be the third option, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, and I know that I know that sounds kind of that's kind of like disrespectful towards CJ McCollum because the guy he can show up in big moments and he's a great player. But yeah, I like they haven't been able to get past what majority of the time they're in the second round and they're out, right? Yeah, man. With the Blazers, like, it's so hard, right? Because they have the ingredients to win, I think. Like, I feel like I think, they have the mentality to win. They just don't have the personnel. I think they have the personnel too, man. Like, if you look at the Blazers as a squad, right? Mm-hmm. They have Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, which is a great backcourt, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, like, CJ is probably more of a, a really, really, really good high-end third option on a yep. real true championship team. Yep. But, you know, we're in the age of, like, two two stars on a team, right? So, mm-hmm. you have you have Damian Lillard as a bona fide superstar. And then you have CJ McCollum as a superstar. Um, you know, somebody who can still put up points. But then you have uh, Nurkic, which I think is an amazing player, you know? And he's been you injured have, this year, right? Yeah, um, I think he's back from injury, no? He's been out for uh, with a broken wrist, I think. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So, right, I actually joked that that was the, the Curry injury. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had but, that injury too, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, I did have that injury. Uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe, I, maybe it should be the me injury then, eh? But, yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, okay, like... About the ingredients, though, they have Nurkic, right? Which is a great mm-hmm. center. Um, and then they have a really, really solid bench. Like, really solid bench. Right? Mello. And yeah. Melo, like, Rocco, Robert Covington. Like, these are good players. And mm-hmm. on a championship team, like, if this team can band, band together, I think they can get it done. The problem is, is that they always seem to run into the big names at the wrong mm-hmm. times you know like mm-hmm. it's kind of like um you know how are they going to get past a lebron led healthy lakers team or they don't. how are they, how are they going to get past a clippers team they might you know i don't think so um they might like i think that's a more winnable matchup for them than um than the lakers 100%. but you know but i think if you put them in the right um kind of scenario they win like um, most of the teams in the East, outside of the Nets, I think they have a really good chance against if they were to get to the finals. Um, I don't, I don't really see because, like, I mean, their guards are more dominant than anybody in the East. Um, in my opinion, if Philly comes out of the East, for example, it's gonna be hard. But I don't think they. I think Philadelphia wins that series. I think it's we a know. really. I think it's a hard fought series, but I think, I think at the end of the day, Damian has a real good chance of winning that series, man. I don't think they have enough, man. Like Assumed Damian health. Lillard, assumed health. Assumed health, yeah. for sure. Um, now, that's another thing, man. Nurkic has been injured a lot. Yeah, he right? has been. He has it, been. It, it, Freak it injuries, seems like, though. Yeah, it always seems like he's out with something. Um, having said that, I, I don't think they have enough around Damian Lillard. Like, Derek Jones Jr. is their starting what power forward on that team. Yeah, I don't think that gets it done, man. I think Damian Lillard needs some help. He needs another CJ, at least another CJ McCollum caliber player beside him in order to make a legit run 
at, um, at a Western Conference Finals or uh, an NBA Finals. Uh, yeah. Like CJ McCollum, I don't think he's a superstar, man. I think he's an all-star level player. Um, Damian Lillard's definitely a superstar. Um, but I don't think CJ McCollum is enough to get it done, especially in the playoffs, especially against a team like um, the Lakers or even even the Clippers. I think the Clippers would uh, would beat them too because you've got you've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, like two really strong defenders, alongside a guy like Patrick Beverly who can lock people up on the defensive yeah. end too. So I don't think they have enough in terms of star power. And I'm not convinced that they have enough on their bench either, but uh, it's just sad, man. Like I just feel like Damian Lillard, he's such a he's such a clutch performer, and I feel like For he's sure. gonna be one of those guys that's not he's not gonna get a chance at chance at his ring um, if he stays in Portland. Um, and it's gonna be really unfortunate, man, because like you want to see a guy like that win. For right? sure, yeah. Yeah. I I would root for Damien. I root for Damien a lot. Like yeah, man. Uh, love to see him win. Love to see him do well. Like in the bubble, I was really rooting for them. Like I really wanted them to make an insane run. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Like I I guess I can agree with your sentiment that they're probably they probably don't have enough. I was kind of saying that they have enough in the right circumstance, right? Like if 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 the big names got knocked out, then I think they have a legit chance at a championship. Kind of like um. You know, actually, no, it's not the same thing as the Raptors. I was going to say, like, you know, the Raptors, but kind of like how the Raptors yeah, got to the kind of how the Raptors got to the finals. And then, you know, coincidentally, KD was out, right? Like, yeah, that that was the reason that we won the chip. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, like, if they can kind Played of get some usual. luck to bounce their way, then I can yeah. see them winning. Right. But they're one of those squads where if you think about it outright and just like like you know based on your own merits are you going to be mm-hmm. able to win probably not you know unless there's some type of miracle run in them but yeah that's a good segue man uh yeah KD <laughs> and his achilles and now we've got anthony davis Ooh. um and his calf man when he man. when he drove on Jokic and he came up limping and it immediately he grabs his not his calf, but yeah. he reaches for his Achilles. Yeah, that reminded me of KD in the playoffs. The first, like before he completely tore yep. it when they were. Yeah, I agree. When they when they were telling us that BS, oh, he has a it's calf a calf injury. Yeah, calf yeah. injury. Yeah, and man, and, it's, and they're icing his Achilles. <laughs> yeah, it it seems very similar to that. Um, I hope the Lakers do a better job at handling that for uh, Anthony Davis. But man, that didn't look good in my eyes, man. No, no. I, yeah. And I think it really hurts the Lakers too, which is, which is a big, big, big thing that, you know, um, probably isn't being considered just yet because of, you know, they're playing really well, 21 and seven, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, they've, they've had a really good commanding season so far, but I think this, really hurts the Lakers and like Anthony Davis was on a bit of a downswing in terms of performance like Mm -hmm. of late but this makes sense right like even before like his numbers were down and I have him in fantasy so I know his numbers intimately Mm -hmm. well right so um yeah like I mean every Anthony Davis owner probably was complaining over the last couple weeks before 
they even talked about his injury that like you know his numbers are down he's not playing the same game like he's not being dominant right and everybody was like why is he doing this like lebron's going off you know mm-hmm. the lakers are winning games why is he only getting 17 points mm-hmm. but now it makes sense you know yeah. now it makes sense with the fact that you're dealing with an injury that you don't want to aggravate you know you probably this probably came up a long time ago and you were just trying to take it easy and keep playing through it right mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, now I think it's kind of reared its head and it's a big loss, man. Big loss for this team. And obviously, you know, we hope that he gets back to health and, you know, nothing of the sort of what happened to KD kind of happens to him. But yeah, man, once that Achilles is kind of hurt, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of heal too. Right. And you know that, like, um, I mean, I, I have like, I have occasional tendonitis in my Achilles. Yeah. But it's like it's like dehabilitating when you actually yep. feel it. Like yep. it's so hot ho- it's it hurts so much, right? So mm-hmm. um you know, I can only imagine where like if you were to actually strain it in a game, like I can only imagine how much that hurts and then you know, I just think it's going to take so much time for him to kind of feel comfortable, right? And if he and if he gets into that sol- uh sorry, if he gets into that um false sense of hope and confidence, then yeah. he might end up with uh what kd ended up with right because i think i think kd got hurt and came back like two weeks later right two or three weeks later yeah something like, like that. i think that i think that was a time span so yeah yeah just got to be really careful with him obviously it's a shortened season and that's gonna hurt we'll see how the lakers adjust but mm-hmm. um they do have a good squad so i mean they can fill in um for his production for the time being i think you know they have yeah. uh they have marcus all um obviously hasn't been having a great season but you know he can step up and kind of perform when needed so this is probably why they got him right so yeah yeah man it's uh it's crazy crazy crazy. yeah like we we mentioned this in a in a podcast earlier how maybe eventually like these games these quick games will start catching up to people Mm -hmm. and uh, i'm not saying that's what's going on here but like that's something we can keep an eye on right um, and it's also like these Achilles injuries. It's like in the last few years, man, we've seen a quite a few of them. Like yep. we saw KD, uh, we saw Clay Thompson, like Clay, I guess, especially with like big men, Clay is the exception here, but like we saw KD, we saw uh, Boogie Cousins get it. Mm-hmm. And now AD is dealing with something maybe along the same lines as that. So yeah. It just seems like a lot of these bigger guys are like, they're almost like too athletic for their body, right? I know yeah. that's how, like, I think that, I know that's how a guy like Anthony Davis has been described. This guy is a seven foot, 260 pound dude who moves like a point guard, right? And yeah. like that can take a toll on your body. And even coming, even when he was drafted coming out of college, that was always a concern with uh, Anthony Davis, how he's a little bit injury prone. Um, and that kind of followed him in his years at New Orleans, uh, in his new, in his years at New Orleans, where mm-hmm. he was, he mi- he missed a significant chunk of time with some, with some like nagging injuries. So it's just really interesting, man. Like I, I hope for his sake that they can, they can remedy this. And yeah. he can get back, but man, the way he grabbed at his ankle, that I just it, every time. Yeah, you know, you know when you yeah. see that, you know. Yeah, you, 
every time someone does that, it's like, okay, is that is that another Achilles, or yeah. is that just you know uh, a calf strain? Because your calf yeah. isn't in your ankle, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, that's just, like that's what doesn't make sense to me about yeah. this. I think I think um I don't know the actual medical science behind it. I'm sure you know that better, but uh, I think it is attached to the calf. So I think that's how they get away, kind of saying yeah. it's a calf injury, right? But, but the dude grabbed his ankle, right? Yeah, Not no, for sure, for sure. Like <laughs> right? I think, uh, I'm actually I actually pulled up the injury report, um, yeah. and it's it does say calf, and yeah. like um there are I, there are a couple other players that say Achilles, yeah. so so like I mean yeah you should probably just say it as an Achilles. Like I think I think some of the reports said it was tendonitis in the Achilles, so yeah, but it's, okay, so let let's dive into this a little bit. A couple things sure <laughs> yeah tendonitis is is basically inflammation of the tendon which yeah. is usually an overuse thing so you usually right. don't feel tendonitis like all of a sudden like oh i see what you're you know what yeah. i mean that's like oh i've been working this and it's starting to nag me more and more as i'm working on my ankle or my wrist or whatever the case may be um and then on top of that like when you see a guy like sprinting is a really good example when you see a guy sprinting and he pulls his hamstring they immediately grab the back of their thigh yeah right now that's what they're diagnosing with uh, ad with they're they're diagnosing him with uh, a calf strain whereas a sprinter would be diagnosed in that situation at least with a hamstring strain basically a pulled hamstring i see so Right, like it doesn't make it, it, to me. It doesn't make sense. Like, why would he grab at his ankle if his calf was what is what is bothering him? I don't know. The last time I saw this uh, movie, it was it ended KD. with KD limping off the court in Toronto. So yeah. I really hope uh, AD doesn't have that same fate, man. And yeah. like, if we if we look at the top of the West, like we've got the Jazz there and the Lakers number two. Um, the Jazz kind of remind me of the Raptors way back when DeMar was around, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Really good team, really good team chemistry. Shaq and... probably agrees with you on that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm not completely sold on the Jazz. And I can see it where, like, let's say we have a Jazz-Lakers finals. LeBron just puts the Lakers on his back. and For sure, yeah. You know, takes, sure. uh, takes the Jazz out of that. Uh, out of the conference finals so it's gonna be really interesting going forward i think if ad is out like for a longer period of time i think it's gonna be hard yeah uh for the lakers like you know like i mean i guess the blessing here is that it kind of has happened in the kind of the midway point of the season yeah earlier on you know so so if he does come back it's gonna be right around playoff time which is is you know thin ice because you play a lot harder in the playoffs right so so re-aggravation might occur because of that right like yeah um kind of that that quick stress that you're inducing on it but Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a probably the most favorable time to have this injury happen you know yeah i mean i just hope it's not a tear man yeah yeah and i think well just reading the uh, injury reports, like they did do an MRI and said that there was no rupture okay. um, of the Achilles tendon. So I think okay. it's still in one piece. But again, like 
KD went through that same thing, right? Like they also said there was no rupture of the Achilles mm-hmm. when they did his MRI, right? So yeah. so all it takes is him coming back too fast and kind of you know making that move that ends it for his season, right? So Yeah. And like I mean, you know personally, but you know how how all of a sudden those those moments are right like it's yeah. it, it feels like you're doing nothing out of the ordinary and all of a sudden yeah. your fuck achilles pops right so yeah. um definitely gonna this have to be careful man definitely gonna have to be careful with ad moving forward yeah. uh you know r.i.p to all the fantasy owners who have him <laughs> as a number one <laughs> overall pick or uh, you know what's funny is Sharuk actually picked him number one overall. So oh, yeah, <laughs> shout out to Sharuk. Like, you definitely won the uh Gordon Hayward sweepstakes, but you probably lost these ones. So should have took LeBron, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I guess we talked about a couple things. Oh, there was a couple more Raptors things. Uh, kind of go back to the Raptors yeah, quickly. Um, that I want to talk about big news headlines. The first one is that Kyle Lowry puts up his house for sale. Let's go. <laughs> what do you think that means? Do you think that means he's just uh, saying, you know, end of season and it's over? Or do you think there's something else in the works? Bro, the last time I relied on real estate uh, sales <laughs> as an indicator for whether or not a player is going coming back. return <laughs> or stay with the Raptors or whatever the case may be, I had my heart broken by Kawhi. Um, <laughs> Man or a fake bought, real estate point. He just he just he just bought a, a house in Toronto and put it up for rent like every other guy. Yeah, <laughs> smart. I mean, I mean it's he's, smart. He's probably got like sixteen students living in it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so messed up, man. You know, that's Who, like that. That's your landlord, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> like some guys from India, just like. all jump on the bus (laughs) to go to school man that would be crazy Uh, if that was but no that's definitely not what's happening there yeah Um, i don't know man we'll see oh yeah what do you think it means maybe maybe lowry just wanted a a change of scenery right (laughs) 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 he sells his house moves into an apartment (laughs) yeah i don't know i think like I think where there's smoke, there's fire. For sure. Right? There's definitely something going on there. Um, so I think they're probably looking to move them. And they've had that yeah. discussion. And now all of a sudden, you've heard rumors about uh, the Pistons, right? Trying to move their big men in Drummond and uh, Griffin. So maybe well, there's something well, there. The Pistons are moving Griffin and the Cavs are moving Oh yeah, Drummond, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. Cavs are moving uh, Drummond. So yeah, yeah, man. So th- I mean, I could see the Raptors trying to make a move for either of those guys. I mean, the Raptors are like in terms of their weaknesses. One of their really big weaknesses is rebounding. So the, both of those guys fit the bill. Um, I don't like those moves at all. Just just a heads up. I uh, if Lowry ends up getting traded for a big man. Uh, whether it's Drummond, Griffin, or any other big man, I I will not support that move. So I don't think I don't think he gets traded for one of those guys. I really hope they don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's the play here. Um, if you do go out and get a Drummond, I think it's um 
a last ditch effort because Drummond's Drummond's gone at the end of the season. Kyle's yeah. last season is here, so I think that's a get as much help for Kyle and let's see if we can make one more kind of good run, right? Like Drummond, Drummond makes us a legit team, man. I think because like Drummond shores up the inside, mm-hmm. um, and you know if we can put shooting around him, like his ability to rebound and just eat on the inside, like you know, all of a sudden, you know, the Nets have something to deal with, you know, on the inside with us. Yep. You know, same with Embiid. Embiid's going to have a battle with Drummond. I like that matchup a lot. Um, You know, Boston is obviously still kind of a tough matchup, even mm-hmm. with Drummond. Like, Drummond gives us an advantage inside that they don't have. But, yeah. you know, still on, on the guard side, we're still kind of lacking, I think, in that matchup. Mm-hmm. And, Tatum and Brown are just great, right? But yeah. it does make us a legit team. Like, then, at that point, if we get Drummond and, like, you know, without giving up a starter, yeah. um, other than maybe, like, Boucher or whoever's starting at center right now, like, yeah. I think we I think we improve to um, a top five seed in the East. I definitely behind, think... Behind the big four. Teams. Yeah, I definitely think Drummond... Or Blake Griffin help this team, right? I don't think Blake uh, Griffin helps as much, but he does help. But I don't think he does. Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll go. The, we'll go the Drummond route. I think Drummond helps. Yeah, and I can share your sentiment that it puts him in the top five in the East. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like a big picture, what are we trying to do? If if the Raptors are trying to compete for a championship, Drummond isn't the move to make. Well, it's the best move that you have available, though. You know, like... I, I disagree. I think the best move is to move your expiring assets to build for the future. Right? Because this core group of players yeah. with Pascal and Van Vliet, um, Norm Powell, uh, you want to throw Chris Boucher in there, that's, that's not nearly enough to challenge for the top of the East. So if you're going to make a move that gets you a little bit closer to the middle ground of the Eastern Conference, it just doesn't make any sense to me. If it like a Drummond move makes sense if the Raptors were in like the four spot or the three spot, right? Like where they're trying to get that extra edge to become uh, like the cream of the crop in the East, right? When they know that they're going to be battling a guy like a guy like Embiid or a guy like Giannis in in either the semifinals or the the conference finals uh, of the yeah. Eastern Conference, right? So I don't think the the move to make for a team uh, for a Raptors team that's in the eight spot right now, and honestly, I don't see them being any better than like number six in the East, or I don't think they get past number six. Yeah, I don't think that's a that's a move that a six seed makes in. Uh, in this Eastern Conference, Drummond makes sense for a team that's looking to seriously compete for uh, the Eastern Conference and for the NBA Finals. The Raptors don't have enough around Drummond to make that happen. So I think it's time to retool, get uh, get what value you can for guys that are on expiring deals, and better luck next time, man. Like this, I, I agree. That like there's something to be said for like competing 
uh, regularly making the playoffs and all that. But at the end of the day, you're trying to make a championship run and that championship run shouldn't be, you shouldn't take a step from that step back from that championship run just to make the playoffs one year, in my opinion. That's just not how I see it. Yeah, I think this goes back to um, the same kind of thing that we talked about with uh, the Blazers. I think in a perfect scenario, if we have Drummond, we can go all the way to the finals. You know, I think if we put if we put Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, Andre Drummond, and say an OG on the floor, you know, I think we compete with a lot of the top teams in the East. And then obviously we need some lucky bounces to go our way. Yeah. But I think it's um I think it's that move that says, you know, Kyle Lowry I think I think that move would be made if Kyle Lowry isn't gaining interest in the league market the way that we're hoping he does. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. if if Masai has tried to shop um Kyle and it's kind of been you know, like, oh, we know he's leaving at the end of the year, so we're not going to give a law for him. You know, the teams that could really improve with this presence probably have a good chance of getting him in the offseason anyways. Mm-hmm. And they're they're doing well. Like, all the teams that we kind of mentioned that would really be good for him, they're all doing well right now. Yeah. So they have exactly. no incentive to give up assets, right? Like, they have no real incentive. So I think I think the Drummond move... I don't really like the Blake Griffin move. I think Blake Griffin's kind of washed up. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's disrespectful, but I think that that's kind of my take on him right now. But and I yeah. don't think I think he's a slower like he is a rebounder, but he's slower than Drummond, and he's just not as good overall. Like I like one on one, I take I take Drummond right. So I think the move to get Drummond is because Kyle Lowry is worth less as a trade. And more as a point guard on a team that can make a run. Sure, you see what I I'm mean, saying. So yeah, I think I that's that. I think that's why the Drummond trade would be good for us because it's like that last ditch. Like, okay, we couldn't get that much for Kyle, and you know we don't want to disrespect him by leaving him to a team that you know yeah. isn't gonna Has do no anything. So yeah. so like you know rather than doing that, why don't we get a center in that's expiring at the end of the year anyways, and probably will leave, and you know. Let's just get them excited and try to make one more run, see what happens. Because, you know, you could be a Cinderella story and end up in the finals again. You could do that. You know, there's, again, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of circumstance that happens with these playoffs, right? And shortened seasoned injuries. Like, you know, if, if K, if AD is out for the year, the Lakers could be out of the picture completely. You know, and we could see more yeah, of that coming down the stretch. Yeah. Stretch, yeah. sorry. So, so that's kind of my thinking with the Drummond move. I actually like it. I think they should make it if they have if they're not giving up too much. I think they should make it. If they're giving up picks and yeah, if they're giving up picks then, you know, as long as they're kind of protected in case we really slim slump down mm-hmm. in the standings and we don't give up like a a top 5 pick maybe. Other than that, I would I would do that deal and try to make the run, man. Yeah, I I see your point about like if Lowry, there's not much value with trading Lowry, then you make that move and make another run at it. Um, I don't see it that way though. I I think there's value out there for Lowry, man. Um, so I think, I think before, I think before a Drummond trade gets done, 
bringing him to the Raptors. I think Lowry could easily could quite it and just as easily get traded um as well. Yeah, for sure. So I'm not I'm not convinced, man. I just like I I see your point where if Drummond comes in, it takes a uh, it takes a little bit of stress off of Siakam. All of a sudden, yeah. does Siakam start playing better, right? Uh, if exactly. Siakam's playing like, better, all exactly. of a sudden Van Vliet might be Van Vliet might be playing better as well. Um, I see that. Uh, but again, I just the chances of them making another run at a championship are slim. Very. Right? Yeah. And so that's why I'm kind of not. I'm not super fascinated by that idea of bringing Drummond here. Uh, I think he's more of a. He's he's a type of player that like. Like maybe the Celtics look at Drummond. Like, I was thinking think about that too, man. But I right? think they just have too much money tied up already, and I don't think they want to pay for. I don't think they want to pay for a Drummond upgrade. Like they're doing so well without him. Um, and what would they have to give up? Like they'd have to give up something. Yeah, no, definitely right? they would have to so, give up something. But like, I don't know what like, they would give up that that helps them. Yeah, Tatum and Brown would be out of the equation. Right. For There's sure. no way you trade either. Kemba's of those. Kemba's out of the equation too, in my sure, opinion. Sure, you can take Kemba out of that equation too. But like the Celtics might be more inclined to give up their first round picks rather than a team like the Raptors, right? Because the, uh, the the Celtics yeah. aren't gonna have a very high pick anyways, because they're gonna be likely top four in the East anyways. But so, man, like what does okay, so but then what does what problems does Drummond solve there? Not many. Like, I mean, they have Tristan Thompson, you know, so... He's an upgrade over Tristan Thompson, man. He is, but, I mean, you have to look at the problems that the team has identified, right? Because cause how they how they um kind of target trades is, is not always just having the best players. It's, it's kind of having roles, right? So, like, yeah, uh, for sure, you bring Tristan Thompson... Um, you, take, you take Drummond over Tristan Thompson... But overall, like Tristan Thompson kind of does the job that he's supposed to rebounds and plays defense, right? Yeah, but now you have Tristan Thompson coming off the bench and if you've got Drummond playing the center spot. But I think you'd have to give like, up a Tristan Thompson. Like I don't think you I don't think you like I mean Tristan Thompson's on a big deal too, right? So like I think I think part of that is gonna be the salary thing that we talked about last time with Drummond. You know, it's gonna be hard to move his salary. So you have to kind of look at teams that can do that too because they have to match the salary, right? So they have to send assets back as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that's like, the part that gets hard, I think. Yeah, like like a 27... I think he's making $27 million this year. Uh, yeah. Drummond, right? Um, if you... I mean, I don't know. We're just we're just playing fantasy here. But like if you, if you flip a guy like, let's say, Jeff Teague and... Uh, Robert Williams, Pritton, Pit, uh, Pritchard has been playing really well for them this year, right? He's a rookie that yeah. came in to the Celtics. And, you know, you flip a package of, like, a couple of their young players along with a guy like Jeff Teague, who's a, who's a veteran. Um, I feel like you can make, you can make that work because you're going to get multiple players in a deal for Drummond. Yeah. And you can get somewhere close to maybe that twenty seven million. Again, twenty seven million is a lot of money. Um mm-hmm. I see your point, right? But it's actually twenty nine um, million, but yeah, keep yeah. going. So like it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but um I feel like that's that's the type of team that 
Drummond makes better, right? Like they they get they get a, a guy like Drummond and it takes them it takes them over the top where yeah, they can, for sure. they can compete sure. better with a guy like Embiid. Um they can deter Giannis from driving straight to the rim, right? Cuz right now yeah. like Tristan Thompson, like Giannis is going to eat him. Embiid's yeah. going to eat you know, Tristan Thompson as well. And those are the two those are the two teams you're looking at right now. Uh, in in the east that's going to be uh, other than the nets that's going to be uh, your your two matchups right like if you're the four in the east and you're playing uh, either giannis or uh, embiid in the second round you got to you got to match that somehow and right now i don't see how they do it um will they be patient with this group like tatum and jalen brown are pretty young so maybe they say hey you know what we're just going to make a run at be. it like yeah. this but uh, I don't know. I think See, that makes a lot more sense. But yeah, like, I mean, OK, if you're looking at it in a perfect world scenario, then definitely like him going to the Celtics is really good. Like if you could somehow get him onto the Nets, then that's, you know, a super championship team dynasty yep. level almost. Right. Like, yeah. But I mean, when you look at the actual like numbers and what makes sense, like, I think you have to look at I think I think Drummond makes the Raptors more of a contender than, you know, he elevates the Celtics. Cause the reason being mm-hmm. is because we need a center, mm-hmm. you know, and we need, like, if we can get an all-star center and pair him with all-star guards and all-star forwards, then we have an all-star kind of lineup. Right. And we have, mm-hmm. we have a good group. Whereas, you know, I think Boston kind of has it figured out right now. Boston's doing what they want to kind of do, right? Like they want to play behind Tatum and Brown, uh, have Kemba in there as a scoring point guard. Like I just don't think that you need to go and chase after a twenty-nine million dollar center. You can probably get that help somewhere else, right? Like whatever you want, you can probably get it somewhere else. So I think I think that's the other part that plays into it, because you know at the end of the day, it's a business, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing, man. Like you you, yeah. you keep seeing the Celtics have it figured out. They're sitting at five hundred. Yeah, I mean, but like overall, like they have, when I say they have it figured out, it's not that they're playing super well, but like they have their kind of their attack strategy figured out, right? Like Mm -hmm. the Embiid Simmons thing is Philly's kind of strategy. Whether it works Mm -hmm. or not is another question, but that's their strategy. So it doesn't make sense for them to get a Drummond, right? Because Embiid is their center. Same Mm -hmm. same way I'm saying like, I think Drummond, uh, definitely on paper, Drummond makes them a better team, but... I don't think it fits what they're trying to do mm-hmm. it, with the with the lineup and kind of what they've built, right? I think for the Raptors to be a really good team, we do need a we do need a big man who can get in there and rebound efficiently, defend uh other big fives and kind of open up those lanes. Like I mean, if we have if we have Drummond in the middle, I think Giannis also gets shut down against the Raptors. I don't know about shut down, man, like because I think he does, man. I think he does. Because, like, you get OG you get OG playing one-on-one with him, which OG's been shutting people down. And I think he, he learned from Kawhi how to do it. So I think he can do the one-on-one stuff. But then bringing Drummond for help or Siakam for help, like these other big guys, like, it's going to be enough to kind of deter Giannis enough. Embiid, like, I think that that would be a dogfight. Like, him versus Drummond would just be a dogfight. And Embiid probably comes out on top, but it makes it everything yeah. harder for him. 
It makes everything no, it, harder for him. It does, man. Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, disagreeing with you that getting Drummond makes the Raptors better. But yeah. again, I, I see them if they're playing either the Sixers and the Bucks in the first round. I don't think that goes well for them, right? Probably not. Um, but I mean, you have a shot. Like I mean, in the no, current you do. in the like, current I, form, like you have no yeah. shot. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that the Sixers would beat. Uh, the Raptors with Drummond. Like, I'm not convinced. No, right? neither am I. But I just say yeah. that we have an actual shot, whereas no, you, right you now do we that. don't. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the Raptors have a better shot at beating the Sixers and the Bucks with Drummond on their team, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I-, I see your point. You're starting to convince me just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, But... <laughs> Just long-term health of this uh, franchise. Um, I don't think that's the move you make. Personally, but I guess that's what I think. That's what Masai is gonna have to balance, right? Like, is yeah. he is he is he gonna do it just for this one year, or is he gonna try to use this year to build for for next year? So, yeah. Well, yeah, to be uh, fair, like I don't think I don't think um, I don't think they give up a lot to kind of get him. Like I don't think. I don't think they'll kind of sell sell the house and kind of, you know, go all in on Drummond. Like I don't think that's what they're going to do. You know, I like, think you have to like I think you're you going to end up enough, losing a couple of guys, man. For sure, but I don't think they're going to be consequential to a playoff run is what I'm saying or the long-term kind of um picture, right? Like I don't think we give up any of our guards that we see in the future picture. Like I don't think we give up Norman Powell. I think Norman Powell goes, man. Um, maybe Norman Powell is the one that goes, but I think we don't give up uh, Fred, OG, Siakam. Like, none of those guys are getting touched. Um, I could see OG. No, I couldn't I couldn't see OG, man. OG is just too much of a defender. And, you know, with Nick Nurse kind of uh, leading the helm, we need all the defenders we can get. And OG... Honestly, he doesn't get the credit, but he's an elite defender, man. Go watch mm. go watch him play. Like he's actually an elite defender. Yeah. And somebody like that shouldn't be discounted. If he does get if he does get traded, I wouldn't like that trade. Mm-hmm. But if Norman Powell goes, I'm okay with it. I'm Norman okay Powell's with it. Norman Powell's been on fire this but, year, man. But yeah, but I mean he's also streaky, right? So like yeah. Terrence Ross had sell a great season. Sell his stock high, right? Exactly. So so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too mad at that. There's some day trading advice for all you guys. Yeah. Sell your stocks <laughs> high. Or if you're in the uh the GameStop market, then yeah, buy your stocks <laughs> high and sell low. <laughs> and then sell them low. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you know, don't don't take any financial advice from the Rec Center podcast. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I'm a all right, podcast. man. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess it's time to wrap it up, eh? Yeah, man, that was a good one. Definitely a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll come back. Uh, we'll come back next time with some NHL. Just yeah. uh, let's give them a little bit of a preview. The Leafs were up five one today against the <laughs> Ottawa flipping Senators, and they lost six five in overtime. Yep, I'm Leafs, heated. Leafs doing Leafs things, but. Heated. You know, we'll talk about that next time. As all as always, you guys have been listening to the Rex Center podcast. This has been episode number 13. Till next time, see you guys later. Have a good night, guys. Take care. Peace out.